Hello, welcome back to the Digital Church Toolkit podcast. Um, this is the journey episode. We we switched it up, Josh, didn't we? We switched it up. So we now do this every two weeks. We talk you through our weeks. Uh, why did we switch it up? Well, a couple of reasons. One, our weeks aren't as interesting as we thought. <laughs> so, so I think I think we kind of realised we were repeating ourselves a lot, and so we weren't reading a book a week. So what are we reading? That was getting challenging. And the yeah. second reason is work is busy. I think that's, yeah, yeah. which meant that we just need something needed to change. And so we just thought, let's go every two weeks. And um, it feels good. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got a lot to talk about. It feels a lot more manageable, scalable, you know. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm, not on the, I'm not on the podcast editing side of things. That's all at the moment with you. So it's kind of like we're recording it. You're editing it. You're putting it up. You make it, and it's like that's not just a, a one click process. So it's like I think that, and, and to be honest, we were doing two episodes. We tr- I was trying to do two episodes a week, which meant that like one day of my week was just spent all on podcast, and um, yeah. now it's about half a day of my week, which is, feels much more manageable. So I did do an episode last week, um, yeah. just a quick announcement about the virtual conference, but um, and in a business which is which is primarily at the moment based on servicing customers and actually you know creating work for them that's like our our main flow of income like we need as much time to be able to to do that side of things yes. i think when you're when you're blocked out for a day you know it's 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 great at the start well it just can't be consistent i think my my, my real frustration was i wasn't being consistent in the days we were posting but yeah. I guess now, like, we're going to be consistent. Every Friday, the episode's going to go up, and that feels fantastic. So yeah. um, I think I think it's a great little move. Yeah, so here we are, Thursday, 10.35 in the morning. Thursday, the 21st of November. How is it November? How is it? I don't, I don't really know how it has gone so quick. So every two weeks, I was going to say every week, we don't do it every week anymore. Every two weeks, we ask ourselves five questions. Uh, what is the success of the weeks? weeks? What is the challenge of the weeks? What are we listening to? What are we reading? And what have we learned? And uh, I've got a feeling today's going to be a good episode, Josh. Um, yeah, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a good one. The weather outside is dull, but we are anything but dull. <laughs> Yeah, the weather, I mean, it is, it's dull today. I mean, I don't mind the cold. It's like the wind I don't like and the rain, but the cold I can do. I can do the cold. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't mind the cold. I don't mind the wind. I And this isn't too dark looking outside. I just, I don't like it when it's so dark. You know, some days when you wake up and you're like, have I got something over my eyes like the entire <laughs> day? It's like. That's because you're up at like 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was reading like a, it's like a British, like British problems thing. And it's kind of like whatever it was i don't know typically british problems and it was like the sun setting at twelve fifteen, like <laughs> like during like winter and it's like oh the struggle like the second like it's like after lunchtime after 12 it's like the sun yeah, peaks man. and it's like oh we're going down again but um yeah what's been uh what's over the last couple of weeks Peter? what's been your biggest success obviously that's a it's like two weeks of weight behind it but so so we um for those of you who don't know, we launched a virtual conference. It's like our very first event online and we launched it. So that was 10 days ago. So not the Wednesday, just gone the Wednesday before. And between now and then we've in the first, like with it, before I went to bed, we had like 30 people signed up and we've now had like 70 people, over 70 people signed up. 
We've not done any ads. We've sent out probably one email. We've posted on social media twice in those 10 days about it. And um, I'm like, we without very much work, we've got 70 people being like, I want to be there. And um, I'm super pumped about it because one, I think, you know, 18 months ago, we talked about, you know, what if we built an audience? What if we built a brand? What if we put, started putting content out there? And what, and then how could we leverage that audience? And I guess it's working. So 12 months, 18 months later, that's, that's working. So I'm super pumped about the conference, you know, great lineup of speakers. I think it's really going to help people. I think it's really going to help us. So, you know, selfishly, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this no, is totally. great. This is great PPD for us. So, um, yeah, so I'm super pumped about it. I think it's great. I think the branding looks fantastic, Josh. Oh, thank um, you. We've got the website there. We pulled it together. We pulled it together, man. No, I think you're right. On the on the emails, though, even just like looking through, because it's like, you know, we've had a lot of people sign up to our, our general email list. Maybe, you, you know, listen it, the listeners today, like, you you know, you're part of the mail list. You've got the ebook, um, And that was like a very kind of like general um, document, just like kind of like saying like why your church should be on social media. You know, it's um, it gives some it gives some like solid advice. But there's a lot of emails coming in from all over the world for that one. Looking at just like the emails of the people who are signed up to the conference, you know, it, it seems it, just even like looking. You know, a lot of them of our regular email lists, it's you know, Gmail, Hotmail, so on and so forth. The, the just the actual domains they're coming from are our church website domains. They're actually of churches. And we won't name any names, but some of them are staff members or at least using email addresses at organizations and at churches that I would say are on our hit list of people that we want to work with. So that's also yeah, yeah. Like super exciting is you're like, Oh, these are the people we're actually trying to talk to. And um, cause you know, we'll be honest with you people who are on the podcast, like you're, you're like in the family. We'll be honest with you. Like one of the reasons for doing the podcast is to market the business. Like that's, you know, we're, we're, we are nice and kind and people and want to serve and equip people. So we're doing it for free. But the other thing is, is like, we want to, we want to grow our um, kind of the the consciousness of Digital Church Toolkit. We want to grow that and increase that. And so it's great when you see the people you're trying to get in front of actually sign up for the conference. So that, I'm really pumped about it. Marketed it well. It seems like the speakers are good because it's like, yeah, yeah. the people that we would want to yeah. be in the event who we think this is for you, it seems like they're signing up yeah. and it's, I mean, someone could sign up with their, with their regular personal email, yeah, but the fact yeah, they're signing yeah, up with, yeah. their, with their church one, it's kind of like, oh, this is great. It's exactly yeah. who it's for. Yes. So, exactly. um, yeah, you're exactly. right. That's been a massive success. Massive success. So, and like, we haven't even started any paid ads for that yet. And uh, we haven't really done any aggressive emails or anything like that. So I think, um, I, I, um, you know, we're aiming for like over a thousand people by February and I'm feeling it in my bones. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So, hey, you can, you can, so for those of you who are listening, it's like, yeah, we've hit 70 without any paid ads. That's just been osmosis. People just floating in. It is free. I think that, I mean, the, the bar is low. The, the commitment level is low. But um, I would say this like, if you, for me, it's a case study. Like, if you're trying to, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, I would say a good, fair, like, third, like 30 to 50% of our clients are Christian conferences or Christian events. And they're always like, how do we get more people to come? And I always give them the same answer and is build a brand, put out good content, add value to people, build an audience, sell them tickets. And everyone's like, that's too difficult. I don't have time. I don't have the money. I can't afford it. I'm like, honestly, like that's the... But you don't have the time not to. Like you exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, don't complain to me. You can't sell enough tickets then. Like, like yeah, yeah. that's...
Yeah, and I think, you know, for those who are going to pick this up in two weeks, and uh, I'm guessing by those two weeks we'll have had probably at least a week of, of ads um, or even a few days, just then we can give you a bit of the feedback of the result of where we're at, especially when we get back in January. And for those of you who are thinking of, you know, next year you're going forward through your, your free perhaps weekends, family weekend, Easter weekend, Christmas, and all those different things, different events you've got in your church in the year, which are, hey, we're running this for free. How do we get more people? How do we reach the community? Well, we'd, you know, follow what we're doing. We are putting out a free event online for a specific target of people that we want to, uh, who we believe will be impacted, will be find this useful and, and appreciate this. We're going to run paid ads to it to, to generate people who want to, you know, sign up for a free ticket to an event. Like it's a, it's a cookie cutter for free church events and, and the big weekends. If, if you listen to us every week, you probably hear us say it all the time, like that, you know, that strategy might in six months or 12 months, like the platform might change or something kind of might change. But to be honest, like for 2000 years, it has been the same. Do something that adds value, get an audience, make them an offer. They'll take you up on that offer and, and then build a relationship with them and they'll keep coming back. And I think that is a really standard marketing print, um, formula that, that a church can follow um, an organization can follow, a business can follow, an individual can follow, you know, you know, we, before we, we built this, not as much anymore, but we built this off our freelance businesses and our freelance businesses were built off our individual ability to do that, you know, yeah, get an audience, you know, make them an offer, <laughs> get them to buy something, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, now it's all done through a business and through a brand, but you know, we've done it for ourselves as well, you know, so um, I don't, you know, I think it's applicable to everyone. So, you know, ads are the best way to get in front of the right people. Absolutely the right way to get in front of the right people. Still, 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 still. 100%. You know, I think 2020 is coming up. We're in November. Everyone's thinking about 2020. And I just, you know, if you are thinking about your strategy for 2020, you need to be asking yourself, you know, I would be asking myself this. One, how am I adding value to people? Two, what do I want them to do? Three, um, how am I getting in front of the right people? And um, and f- I think the fourth question then would be, how am I growing my audience off social media? So a mailing list or a website or something like that, because um, you know those chat platforms are so changeable that you want to you want to be owning some real estate. And so those, if you can get those four things in right in 2020, you're going to do a great job. Yeah, I um, just off the back of that as well. I mean, it feels like we're going on tangents, but a great little rabbit holes. I just I saw the other day my friend. Um, uh, she posted um, something about she she started just a couple, a couple of weeks ago. She's in it via a WhatsApp group, but the same would be true for like a Facebook group. She just she's like, I want to do a Bible study. I want to go through the year reading the. I want to you know read the Bible in a year. So she picked eight friends who she thought she'd like to do it with. None of them like really knew each other. Like they knew perhaps of each other, but they're all. You know, they all live, I think, they all live within, you know, proximity. So they, they could meet up, but they the goal isn't they don't meet up, you know. So they run it all through this WhatsApp group. There's eight of them. They're reading through the Bible and they're, and they're writing in the in the group uh, every single day, like what they're kind of like learning. And they're gonna their plan is to meet up like bi-weekly, I think, or, or and, and like kind of like go through it. Um, and again, it's like, that's just, you know, someone's building community using the digital tools, whether it's a Facebook group, WhatsApp, you know, you could do it without, it doesn't even have to be, in your, you know, localized area that could be purely digital and you just meet up and it's like, Hey, let's just do a joint Google hangout or zoom call together, you know, once a month 
for an hour. We just talk through what we've been learning. And again, it's, you know, you, you, you're, you're seeing like the bigger picture of, of the stuff. So perhaps you're reading through daily, you know, daily chunks and you're getting, you know, after a two week period, you've got, you've gone through, you know, perhaps multiple books um, or I don't know how, how many they're reading a day. Um, but it's like, so you'll see a bit more of an overview. So you're not, you're not kind of like in the minutia of like, oh, we need to say this one, this one. Are they trying to read the Bible in a year, Josh? They'll be doing four chapters a day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So potentially, you know, depending on the size of the book, but, but yeah. I think, yeah. And also like, you know, I think whether you're, I don't know who you are, who you're listening, but I think I suspect that all of us feel a level of loneliness. You know, there's a level of loneliness in, 2019 2020 that's just what occurs you know and I think um if you're a church leader and you're like I just need some peers I just need some other pastors to come alongside me if you're a church comms manager and you're like I just need some help I just need some people to come alongside me you know if you're a father or parent or mother or business owner like whatever you're doing like digital can help you build community I think digital can either help or harm you know and I you know you, if you're passive, it will harm. Like, so if yeah. you're passive about how you do community online, it will harm your community because you're being passive about it. But if you let it help you and if you're intentional, um, it can really help you build that. You know, I work on my own primarily from home, um, but I probably talk to you on FaceTime almost every day, you know, and like, so I don't feel like I'm working on my own. Like, I feel like I have a colleague, I, you know, oh. um, you know, I, I, you know, and I think a lot of our clients wouldn't even realize that we don't, we're not in the same room because we always know what's going on. Um, and that's because we intentionally use digital communications to, to intentionally build community and relationship in the business. So, Absolutely. you know, yeah. you can do that. You might be a church network leader and you're looking at, you know, how can I build a relationship amongst my network? It might be around the world, might be across the country, you know, Zoom calls, Facebook groups, WhatsApp groups. Those kind of things are going to be super helpful for your church leaders in various different places to connect, to totally. uh, grow, to um, share kind of what will share what's working, what isn't working, challenges and opportunities and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think it's super helpful. Wow, what a tangent. Oh, that was great though, from just like the first the first part of the first question. <laughs> well, so what's your success, Josh? Uh well, I think a lot of what you mentioned is a success. I mean, I think one of them this week was uh um was one of the clients we were running some ads for for an event and you know we start we we've been uh, doing it for a couple of months and we're just just tweaking the ads and the retargeting and the actual um, ad um, kind of objective and, uh, you know, for conversions and actually starting to see within the Facebook platform, this specific sale came from this specific ad is like, it's always a rush. Um, it's like, it's, I mean, I love it. I mean, we, I think we've said on another podcast, like I just love sitting down with Google analytics, seeing who's on the website, seeing who's, you know, where people are visiting from, et cetera, et cetera, all that information. But to, again, to look in on the Facebook uh, ads manager side of things and see this ad you know basically a, a ticket costs x amount and for every purchase it's costing x amount uh if that makes it you know so per you know per ad spend now obviously there's the the ads that have gone before that to like re, you know do engagement but it's just it's just really exciting to see like okay it, it works the results like the pixels firing like this is working like we're targeting the right people they like they appreciate the advert it's making them be like i want to be a part of this event um so it's like okay it just shows like okay this is working like we're getting it in front of the right people um 
So I think that's a massive success. And then the second part is just projects coming in, just getting projects coming in. People, again, it's, you know, it's all, I felt, I felt doing uh, self-employed for years. Like it's always an honor that someone we would, would pick me to work with. You know, I, I always felt like that. And, you know, I, I remember going through being self-employed. I think there was probably twice in my whole self-employed career of, I don't know, five, six, seven years, um, that, that I only, that I actually posted, this is what I do. So it just kind of like had naturally been a flow of like, people just knew from me finishing school, finishing college, working for a graphic design studio that I, oh, people take on extra work. And it was just word of mouth always. I think it's only been about two times in my life that I've posted on social media, like, Hey, uh, you know, this is what I do. Graphic design. And I think I perhaps put like a small ad behind it, but I never like promoted my stuff, you know, barely even touched the website mm-hmm. and work just came in. So I always found it like an honor of like, wow, God, like you bring in the work, like you are like, you're my, you're my advertiser. Like you're my, you know, he just goes out and gets it, brings it all in. And the same with digital church toolkit. It's like, yes, you know, people are, people are aware of us, but some of the projects that are coming in, it's like, where did this person even come from? Like, who, who are you? Like, did we, did we meet you? Did we, and it's just, it's just awesome to know, like, okay, like God, like you're breathing on this, you know, work's coming in. Um, and yeah, like that's, uh, that's a massive success. I think for me, it's just like, you don't, we don't take that for granted. Like that work comes in. I'm, Oh no, not at all, man. <laughs> I've been there when it's not coming in. So I definitely don't take it for granted. <laughs> No, I literally, I, I remember making, making a, like a deal with God when I was self-employed. I was like, look, the work, I, I was like, I'm not going to advertise myself ever. That was, that was like my commitment to not I'm against ad, ads. I love creating ads. I create ads for a lot of people. I was doing that for, as a freelance career, you know, but I was like, I'm not going to do it for myself because again, it's my personality type a little bit, but I was like, if work stops coming in, I'll just quit. And I'll do a different, I was going to do something completely different. And I'm like, I'm that kind of person like, Oh, if the work doesn't come in, like, I'm not even going to think like, oh, I'll try this. I'm like, let's just try and go and be a, I don't know, go and train to be a plumber or something. Like that. Obviously, won't be a plumber, but do something completely like just wild and different. I'm like, oh, the adventure. But um, so yeah, it's just an honor that God would bring it in, and it's like, okay, you, you provide. Like, I just He always shows up, you know. He always shows up, and like 2020, January, February, and March are gearing up to be busy months and busy times, and. Uh, it's super exciting. Some of the projects that we've got on or coming up in the pipeline, I'm just really pumped about, just really excited about it. Um, you know, I was chatting to a church yesterday um, and we're talking to them about going in and doing like a, strat- a digital communication strategy workshop with them. So getting their senior leadership team in and talking to them about how digital comms can help them hit their kind of t- targets and then talking about messaging and branding and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm like, man, like I get to do this. I've dreamt of doing this stuff for years and now we're getting to do it. And I think that's just super exciting. Yeah. So that, yeah, so it's definitely a, definitely a success. It's interesting. Your use of the word busy there. I'll probably jump on that when I'm in, in my, what am I listening to section? Cause I'm like, I'm an, I'm an avid non-user of the word busy, but uh, we'll get into that a little later on. <laughs> what's, uh, what's been your biggest challenge of the last couple of weeks? I think the challenge is um, the difference between working in the business and working on the business, you know, and um, we do have, we do have some freelancers that we work with. Um, but, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of what we're doing day in, day out, it's us doing it. And so when there's lots of clients on, you're having to work in the business. 
But the reality to grow a business and to put the structures in place to grow, you know, we're looking to expand the team in the new year and just all the stuff that comes with those things, you have to work on the business. And so, you know, yesterday I'd set off, I'd set the afternoon out. This is just one example, really. You know, I'd set the afternoon aside to work um, on the business. I was going to set up some structures and just some kind of onboarding forms for new clients and all that kind of stuff. And uh, about lunchtime, I we got an email from a client and it basically wiped out my afternoon because they wanted a quote for something. And so we had to quote it up and we had to speak to um, another member of our team to see if they were available to do the work. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on to literally like this one email, like shot up my afternoon, like totally like um, messed up my entire schedule. So, you know, I think um, it's just, you know, and, and yeah, I didn't have to reply to that email right away, but they're a good client. They, we do a lot of work with them. We want to do a lot of work with them in the future. And so um, it, for me, I counted it as a priority to kind of get back to them with a quote. And so, you know, I think just the challenge of working in the business versus working on the business and uh, more and more, I want to work on the business, not in it. But the reality is at the moment we're working, you know, we're, we're doing most of the client services still. So we have to work in it too. So I think there's that. There's always that tension. You know, I think the other tension is um, the difference between exciting and mundane. You know, yeah. uh, you know, like 80%, 70% of business is mundane. You know, it's just emails and invoicing and just kind of boring thing. You know, things that are a bit yeah. mundane. And then there's the stuff that's exciting. But I honestly think the things that really grow the business are actually really mundane. And so you yeah. have that, that kind of, that kind of challenge too, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely, you know, just a, just a constant, um, you know, what, what should I give my time to today? You know, what opportunities do I say yes to? What opportunities do I say no to? Um, 100%. you know, all those kind of stuff. hundred percent. And and when I say busy, you know, I'm, I can guess what you're going to say about, not using the word busy. I think what I mean about busy is there's a, there's a lot of demands, you know, and, and the schedule's full. Yeah. And I'm not twiddling my thumbs. I don't sit down at my desk and go, what am I going to do today? I sit down at my desk and go, how am I going to do it today? You know, what's the part, you know, and and I, I know you know that. So, but I think, I think that is like, um, yeah, you know, and I've worked. I've been on staff at churches, and and I know that church leaders feel this. You know, just um, it's so easy to get caught up in what is going on. You know, from go from crisis to crisis, problem to problem, challenge to challenge, email to email, phone call to phone call, without any real intentionality behind what you're giving your time to. And if you're, a, if you're a ministry leader, you know, really what you want to be thinking is, how do I get to work on this? You know, I need to um, be praying and in the scriptures. I need to be um, thinking and dreaming for next year and the years to come. I need to be planning. I need to be working on this thing, not necessarily going from crisis to fi- crisis, putting fire out, putting fire out, you know, and um, you know, as I said before, you know, we're looking to expand the team and the reason we're, you know, we're not looking for a low level entry level designer yeah. um, because um, that we're actually looking for somebody who can bear some of the weight in the business, 100%. Uh, someone that can, you know, help us with the high level stuff, but then also do some of the websites and branding and all that kind of stuff. So, um, 
don't send us applications. We're, this isn't a job advert. That's yeah. that's what I just not yet. Not yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you want to send us a CV, you're more than welcome to. Um, but uh, you know, the, the wanting to expand the team, uh, you know, it's it's all for me. It's all about what's going to help us work in the business on the business. Like what what's going to release what's going to release us to to build the structures to grow the thing because. You know, we're not looking to grow some freelance career where we just go from project to project. Like we've we've done that for years, and and uh, there's a reason I want, didn't want to do it anymore. Absolutely, um, we're trying to build a company. We're trying to build an organization that that serves and helps and does a lot and does a lot of work for a lot of people. Um, I don't like the word empire, but if you're into Gary Vee, you you'll know what we mean. Like you, you know, and say. That's why, you know, that kind of thing is really important. So that's been my challenge of the week. You know, do I work on it or do I work in it? Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And I think even just with that word empire thing, it's like, you know, my mind thinks in that in that term, but it's, but again, it, yeah, it can sound like, a, oh, you're just trying to build this behemoth of a thing. It's like, no, it's like, I think legacy is always the thing. It's like, okay, I want to leave a legacy for, for you know, for the work that we do from for people um we want them to you know to be to be good stuff so it's like wow actually what it's produced for them it means that they've left a legacy so like we're having an impact in their legacy we want the people that work with us for us or on our team it to be it to produce like a good legacy in their own life they're happy with the work it produces a legacy within their family it's like this is thinking like long term like that this isn't just like quick short you know little projects like just to try and pay a rent. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not a kind of like, oh, let's do this until I'm 40 and then just, you know, whatever it's like, this is, we want to build, we, no, we believe in this. We believe there's a massive need for this. Um, and we're just trying to, you know, equip ourselves, which is why we want to do the events. It's like, yeah, we want to, we want to learn this. Like, we want to be a part of this. We want to learn it. We feel there's a need for this in the world. Um, a place where like the creation kind of come together and, oh, we can just make great stuff where we understand the church and they can feel safe and know like, oh, there's someone who gets us and gets what we're trying to do, you know, because we believe in it. So, oh, great stuff, Peter. I think, again, the, the challenge off the back of back of that for me is very similar in, in you know, working on perhaps client stuff compared to working on our own stuff. And I'd set out this week to get a few things done for, well, more than a few things done for our own thing. And... It's been going well, but it's always, it always takes longer than you kind of anticipate. There's like, there's always more. It's not it's just as simple as like, oh, I'll build a website for it. It's like, oh, there's, there's like, there's just like the logistical admin stuff, which is like, oh, that could take a day on its own, just like setting up like the, those figuring out things. Um, so I think actually getting done what I set out to get done has been the challenge. But at the same time, it's like, that's also been good because it's like, well, it's, you know, we're bringing in, bringing in money by doing client work. But again, it's that finding that time of like, okay, I've, I've, I've blocked out this time to do this and it's had to, that's had to be adjusted now to, to fit in this. Um, and um, I, I think, like I said, a few, probably even a couple of months ago now when we, were, when it, when we had a particularly full season, uh, in, which I mean, it's always fairly full, but it was just, it was like there was a couple of weeks working on a brochure. It was like, whoa, that was like. It was full on. It was it was overwhelming in, in a yeah, bad way. Not yeah, yeah, way. and and that that was causing me to to not get done things that I'd said that I would get done in my own personal life, and that's where I feel like the barrier crosses when it comes in the work world. I'm like, I've got a, I've got a lot more grace for it, and it's like we're starting, we're growing. It's like, yeah, it's frustrating. I want to get it done. We've got we've got some targets, we've got some things, but when it sits in there, it's like, okay, I still put it in the bracket of like, 
that's that's the job. That's that's work. It's like we didn't get to work on all the stuff I want to do for us this week, but we were still we still effectively did work on us because we you know increased money in the bank account. So it's kind of like yeah, it still worked. It didn't it didn't actually cross over into I didn't take my evenings out and, and, and miss time with my, you know, my child, my family, we've got family visiting. So it's like, I've still been able to like, you know, commit to the things that I've said that to, which is, which feels like, Oh, I'm good with that. As long as that doesn't cross over into that. And I, you know, sometimes it has done, but as long as it doesn't like primarily, it's like, I, I can live with some of those adjustments in the week. And I also think there's a difference between deciding for it to impose on your yeah. personal life. So, you know, so, so this week I've been choosing to work, you know, um, when people have gone to bed, so I've come back down to the office at nine thirty, ten o'clock, and I've done a couple of hours of work. But that's out of choice. That's because I'm like, oh, like we've got a lot on, and I want to make sure we're going into the new year on the best footing. So I'm going to do a little more work than usual. But that's out of choice. And uh, the, the problem is, is when it's not out of choice, it's when you're getting a phone call at seven o'clock at night, and you feel like you've got to take it because it's a client. You're not choosing to take it. There is a big difference, isn't there? Like because one, you feel like you're in control; the other, you feel like you're not. Um, and I guess like, I always want it to be, if we're choosing to work, if we're choosing to work outside of a nine to five, that's totally okay. But if we're having to work out of a nine, outside of a nine to five, there's something not quite right. Uh, and we've got to sort, you know, and particularly as we grow and take team on, you know, I feel the the responsibility to make sure that the business is, is like doing good for them. Like it actually to work for us does you good. Uh, and it does their family good and it does their kids good. Um, you know, I, I think my my dream would be that like the kids of our future employees want to work for us because they saw how good it was. Like they saw their parents work for us and they went, that was great people to work for. I want to work for that company. They don't go, I never want to do that. You know, and my parents, my parents are both teachers and I look at it and I go, I never want to do that. <laughs> like I, that is, that is not, that doesn't look like my idea of fun. Um, and, um, and I don't want, I don't want our, like our, the, the, the kids of our employees or even our own kids to. Uh, yeah, no, hundred percent. 100% bro that's the legacy that is legacy that's legacy right there so what have you been listening to Josh what I've been listening to well on the back of that I uh listen to I listen I listen to our podcast back again which is what I like to just to kind of go through from in the car I've never really been a podcast listener until I started like doing more and still I started doing this with you and I thought <laughs> it's probably a good idea if I actually listen to at least ours so I can be like well you know I listen to that because I just would always listen to I guess you know, I listen to mess. I listen to sermons like all week. I listen to YouTube videos and songs and stuff like that. But in terms of like podcasts, I was never really a thing until I decided to, to listen to um, uh, the new one, which is called Fight Hustle and Hurry, which is a collaboration podcast between John Mark Comer and Jefferson Bethke. Who Jefferson Bethke? For those of you who are listening, you know, listening to this podcast, you might well know him. He became an overnight YouTube sensation. Uh, for like a spoken word uh, like piece years back called, I think it was like Jesus. Oh, what was it? Jesus is greater than or Jesus. Uh, Jesus, not religion. Wasn't it like Jesus? Not that's the one you've got it. Yeah. Yeah. He was up in like Seattle, like um, doing that. He's now in Hawaii. So John Mark Homer lives in, 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 uh, in Portland. Jefferson was from Washington, Seattle, but has moved to Hawaii just for you know that 
just a, again, this whole podcast kind of like they talked through it a little bit, but he, they moved there for like their family. They're like, I, we need like a healthy, relaxed, like life. That's, you know, his whole life is online. Like he writes books, he does podcasts, he does videos. He, he's, he's a content creator. So like his life is digital. Like he's surrounded 24 seven with noise and information. And so he's like, I need to you know, create the healthiest environment for my family. Anyway, they both wrote uh, books and they both sent them to each other without knowing what each other had written to be like, hey, would you mind reading my book and reviewing it? I'd love to love to know. When they both opened up the packages, they were both read books and they were both on the subject of like hustle, hurry, busyness, like just that life of what we, you know, what, well, I, I feel it's, it's honestly like the, the life that, well, they mentioned it in the, in the podcast, um, the life that, the, the kind of like the patriarch of this life at the moment seems to be uh, the Tesla owner. Uh, what's his name? Um, um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. And he's like, they're like, we're not, we're not, you know, they're not, they weren't trash talking or anything like that, but they're just saying like, he seems to be like the kind of the guy who's the, the face of that kind of like life of like, I think he, one of his quotes was like, Hey, nobody, nobody who achieved anything did it on a 40 hour work week. <laughs> and it's kind of, that's his life. It's like, you know what, like there's everything, everything that you like really want to start pushing and actually making a difference in the world starts after you've done your 40 hours. And they kind of like go through like, well, actually the science shows like, but like your productivity and everything is like is mashed after 50. So it's like, it just, that logic just doesn't even like fire up. Um, so it's been a really interesting, like read going through, you know, like, you know, just times of like stillness, silence, solitude, uh, Sabbath, everything. And it's like hearing um, them both share like their, their journeys through it. And, and, and some of the tips that they have of, they have like, you know, rooms where it's like, devices don't enter they they have sometimes hours or days of the week where they turn off cell phone mobile phone um just so they can be intentional like they like if they're going to a, into a social setting like they're like why would i even take my phone in if the goal of this is to communicate with people like why would i take something else that so it's just like some of the stuff is like oh wow like i'm have to unlearn some of these these things that just become such a habit you know i think mark uh, John Mark has um, removed like every he's he's turned his iPhone into like a boring phone. It doesn't have emails on it. Doesn't have message notifications. Doesn't have anything, any games other than just like he had his camera to post a couple of pictures for Instagram. And um, I know he deletes Instagram. So on a Friday night, he deletes it and he downloads it back again on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's honestly, for, I think for anyone listening to this, it's probably worth going and finding that. It's called Fight Hustle End Hurry. It's they're thirty minute episodes, so it's like they are manageable. And uh, a couple of weekends ago, I was out in the morning on a Saturday and my boy fell asleep in the car on the drive home. It was only a 30 minute drive home. We thought, Oh, let's keep him asleep. So we just drove and, uh, ended up in York. And, uh, we, that's quite a drive for me really, Josh. Well, yeah, it's, it's only usually like an hour, but we were South of, we were South of Leeds by, you know, a good, you know, 20 minutes. So it ended up being, and I took a long way around. So we, we basically listened to four episodes so it was like 30, so we listened to like the, at that point, all of them and um, like they're worth its weight in gold. Like it felt like food to the soul. It was like, you're speaking a language that like, I'm like, I need this, you know? Um, and so we've taken a lot of steps off the back of that, of what that looks like. We're just, we're starting to write down like our own like family manifestos of like what we do, what we believe, how we're going to do it. Come on. Uh, yeah. I mentioned to you in the week, I'm like how I wrote out like what my ideal work week's going to look like going forward. So it's like, how can we make, you know, effectively the business to what we're creating effectively serve us. And it's kind of this legacy thing of like, how can we create something that the family's going to be proud of that 
my wife is going to be like, Oh, you're going to work again. It's like, Oh great. You know, it's a good thing. And my kids love it. And you know, that's, that's it. So it's been probably my best ever listened to on a, come on. It has as a podcast, but it's been, a, it's been a game changer. Yeah. It really has. What about you? I find, um, John Mark does another podcast called this cultural moment, um, with Mark say And I find this cultural moment, uh, just so helpful. Uh, and really helping it I think for me it's given a lot of backbone to the business in terms of our kind of why we're doing what we're doing um, and how we approach culture uh, and kind of you know I hate using the word church marketing but that is what we're doing (laughs) you know preaching the gospel in the digital age how do you do that and um, and then their friend is a guy called John Tyson who uh, they did a whole series with John Tyson talking about um, how they, how he uh, interacts with New York City. He has a church in Manhattan, uh, seeing some amazing stuff happen right in the center of New York, which if you wanted what is the mecca of secular culture, it would be New York City. Oh, yeah. And um, he he's speaking at the at the virtual conference, so I'm super excited to have him speak. He's yeah, really headlining, cool. he's opening. Well, I think we're opening, and then, and then we'll go straight into a session with John Tyson. So oh, it's super exciting. I can't wait to have him. And uh, yeah. if John Mark or Mark Sayer are listening, we would love you. So um, Absolutely. I, did, I did email them, but I never got a reply. So oh. if you're listening, uh, it's because he doesn't have emails on his phone. So if he today, if the Lord prompts him to re-download emails onto his phone, if he reads my email, I would love it. We'd love to have you. Oh, great. <laughs> um, what about you? What have you been listening to? So uh, two things. I'm a bit of a Gary Vee fan. Uh, and if yeah. you listen to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you you might have heard of Gary Vee. Um, it feels like almost everyone has in 2019. But I have been following Gary oh long, 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 long time, uh, five years, six years. And um, pre pre the Daily V. So if everyone who everyone follows Gary Vee, he does these like daily vlogs. And I was following Gary before the daily vlogs. Or it might have been just as the daily vlogs actually started. It was before he went daily. So he did this thing called the Daily V, but it wasn't every day. And I remember when he went daily. Um, so I've been following him for a long time. And I honestly, like I dip in and out, but I felt this week I needed to dip back in. And I ended up listening to a Q&A session he did at a big conference in New York with agency owners. And uh, he was talking to agency owners. And again, like he's an agency owner. He's talking to ag- agency owners. We're agency owners. So I found that like super amazing. It, there has been a cussing, um, but there is a cuss-free version. He has a cuss-free YouTube account. So oh, if nice. You, yeah, he has a cuss-free YouTube account now, and he has no cussing on LinkedIn. He's taken all his cussing off LinkedIn. So, um, FYI, if you're like wanting a cuss-free Gary, that's where you that's where you can go. Oh, I'd love um, that. But I'm okay. I'm okay with a little bit of. I'm okay with a little bit of it. So, um, I, so I been listening to that, and it was a great little Q and A. Really helpful. I mean, for me, it more just confirmed we're on the right track. But he talked a lot about. TikTok, he talked a lot about um, tick, uh, LinkedIn. He also talked a lot about kind of just the operations of running a business, which I don't think you see on a lot of his content anymore. He goes a little more kind of mindset and motivational these days. But hearing him talk about the nuts and bolts of running a business um, is really helpful because that's just what we're doing. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. was and so that was good. And then I've also been listening again, a little bit of cussing. So just kind of a pre-warning, but my album of the week, I've been listening to a, a guy called um, 
bare day and yeah. um beautiful little acoustic stuff a little bit like ben howard um uh, his yeah just beautiful i've been listening uh to him for a while but i listened to his back catalog this week and it's all just fantastic so there, there's my there's my little there's my listening for the week interesting i might put that i'm a massive ben howard fan yeah it's good oh. I'll send you it. I'll send you yeah, it. Yeah. I probably won't link it in the show notes because of the cussing. But um, yeah. if you if, if if you're okay with cussing, you can go you can go and search it. You're you're more than adequate. I mean, is it like non-stop cussing, or is it kind of um, like no, 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 no? So his his latest album, there's almost nothing in it. Uh-huh. But his like early stuff, which I suspect is pre him pre them being signed to a label, the f word is dropped a number of times. Um, so Josh, uh, what have you been reading? Yo, just cl- on classic Josh Talon form, it's been a mix in between every book that I actually pull up a new book off the shelf every morning at breakfast time. Uh, so I think it's been a mix of maybe you should put finishing books on the manifesto. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's that's probably on there. Um, so yeah, what's been going through? I mean, the, the, I mean, what I've been reading actually like the last couple of days has been just web articles on tithing. Um, I was having a, a chat with a, with a friend um, the other day, and we mentioned about you know churches on talking about generosity and tithing and what you know a few different churches that he he's been to or, or what, what just what, what they what they think about it. And I thought, oh, I'd like to go back through. I remember when we were at, uh, at Bethel. I don't know if it was your year. I think it was 2014. Um, Bill did a whole series yeah. on. Were you in first year then? Um, yeah, I think I was. I can't remember. I was. I think I was in first year. About to join first year, perhaps. I'm not sure. I, don't I was there. I was definitely oh, there yeah. for it. I was there for it. Yeah. Anyway, I remember building a great, great series on it, and um, so I thought oh, I'll start listening to that again. And then um, just been reading like an actual article going through it all, and just outlining like different, under, like different people's perspectives and how it's not. This isn't like a heaven or hell matter, but just a case of you know, it's, it's just a case of like some people really take it as like, no, that's old, it's old covenant based in, you know, Malachi and we're new covenant completely in grace and blah, 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 blah. And the other people would be like, well, actually, no, it, it Melchizedek, Melchizedek, Abraham. That was actually, he was, he was the first person to hear the gospel kind of thing. It was, you know, Abraham. And so that's, that actually predates even the old covenant. So it still applies. And just, it's just really interesting reading it and it's starting to form some, you know, some pretty you know clear opinions and thoughts. Cool. And, ideas in it so that's just been, been been reading that and it's nice it means i've you know finished the article so it's like oh i finished something you know i read something through finished it so that's good what about you so i uh, i've been reading this for a while it's quite a hefty book it's called how google works uh it's written by some of the founders of google and um, i've just got to the chapter about people talent and hiring and as wow. we're talking about expanding the team it is super helpful uh just really 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 good stuff um, and I think, um, I think, you know, I think everyone should, I've said it before, but every leader or manager should be reading that book. It's just how to build an organization, super helpful, just really interesting and, and not stuff you see in kind of standard management kind of stuff, um, just because of how they build. And I think we're probably similar in how we're trying to accelerate growth and say, mm-hmm. it's just really helpful. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Oh, Nice. Any 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 quotes, nuggets, takeaways? Um, not off the top of my head. However, um, oh, uh, give me two seconds and I will get it out because I definitely oh, did underline some stuff. Oh, come on. 
I couldn't see it because it was under my Bible. So that oh. tells you that I read my Bible more than I read a book about Google. Come on, Lord. Should make ev- all the all our clients very happy. And all your Bible fell on the floor, and you just put it up and put it on the table on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you've never finished the Bible, Josh. <laughs> joking. Everyone, I'm joking. Everyone, I'm joking. Um, he would have had to have lied to our Bible school if if that was the case, which I'm sure oh, Josh okay. never did. Yeah. I might have uh, ticked my Bible reading a few times when I necessarily oh, hadn't. No. <laughs> um, back to the book. Back to um, the book. So, oh, so the whole way through the book, they have this principle. Uh, they talk about smart creatives. Yeah. Uh, and basically a smart creative is like somebody who, uh, basically Google, think Google. They're like innovative, they're vibey, but also they're like technically very, very good. And they built the whole company of smart creatives. So they're like, they want people who are versatile, who are agile, can fit in anywhere. They get business, but they also get creativity and they also get like technical stuff. And so um, the, the, the first thing they say is like, um, a fine marker of a smart creative is passion. They care. And that they were talking about, you know, you want to employ people that care about something. Yeah. And I think for me, that really stuck out because we're trying to build a company off like people that care, like the whole business is about, we care about the church. We want to build a company that cares. And so I think that's really been really helpful. And then they also talk about in a lot of businesses, hiring is done by the HR manager. Yeah. And um, so basically like the HR manager makes a decision and they, they also found that most kind of senior executives, they want anything to do. They want anything but to do with hiring, like they really just don't want to be involved, but really yeah. like that will make or break your business. Yeah. 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 And so they were just saying hiring well takes a lot of time and work, but it is the best investment you can make. And um, also when you put great people with great people, you create an environment where they will share ideas and work on them. There is, this is always true, but particularly in an early stage environment, Oh, 100%. For us, that's so important, you know, and, and we were, um, at the beginning of the week, we were talking about expanding, um, and then I read that, and I'm like, we've got to, like, we've got to, we've got to create an environment of people that care, people that are passionate, people that know what they're doing, because it's going to it's gonna help our growth, and um, I think that just really helps. It just, the, chap, the right chapter came at the right time. Oh, no, that's good. I, that, that reminds me, actually, I remember being at, at Barber College, and um, I can't remember where it was, whether it was in our group, whether it was in a third year meeting or whatever it was to do with, but um, I remember Gabe Valenzuela, who was the second second year overseer, was sharing, it was, it was a smaller group, um, definitely, so I don't know how where, where, where it was, but it could have been our specific intern team, it could have been the whole third year intern team or whether whatever it was. And something the question kind of like came like oh no, it, was, it was, sorry, it was, it was in our group. So I remember the, the person was a, a student from Japan and he'd asked like, if you moved to Japan, like, and started something completely new. Like, <laughs> like, how would you build a team? Something like that. Or something along those lines. Like, how would you build a team from scratch? And he was basically, like, oh, you could say five people. Who would you pick? And he's like, um, he's like, I'd pick, I think, you know, and he, re- he rolled off the names. It was like, and, uh, and then he was, and it was kind of, and then the question was like, well, why? And then he went through and listed like each of their, like, like, well, his first thing was like, because I'd actually want to have dinner with them every night. I actually want to hang out. Like he's like before, like what we do, it's like, I want actually, I want to be in the room with people who I actually enjoy being in the room with. Like, I don't want to work with people I don't like, like he's like, I'm going to be brutally honest. Like if I'm building something, I'm building a team. Like, why do I want to work with people? I don't actually enjoy spending time with. 
So it was kind of like, oh, wow, like he doesn't just pick people who are skilled. He doesn't just pick people who are anointed or gifted. He picks people who he actually wants to have invite around for dinner and are going to be good. You know, just friend. stop there. So I just really want to pick up on that just for like church leaders because I sus- or even like comms managers. Like, so if you're a comms manager and you're thinking about building your team, first question should not be who has the best skill because you can teach skill. YouTube can teach skill. Google can teach skill. You want to ask yourself, who do I enjoy spending time with? Who, who's, who, who's like, who do I enjoy? Like, who do I want to have dinner with? Yeah. Church leaders, like, if you're thinking about leadership development, you want to pick a room of people. If you've got to have church leaders, of course, like, they've got to be integrous and they've got to know the scriptures and all that kind of stuff. Like, we're taking that as a given. As a given. Yeah. But, like, if you don't enjoy spending time with them, your leadership meetings aren't going to be fun. Yeah. Like, and you're not going to want to go and they're not going to be productive. So you want to pick the people that you actually enjoy spending time with. Um, even if they're not necessarily the most skilled, because you can teach skill um, because that leverage of that kind of leverage of relationship, the, the, the kind of strength of relationship and connection is going to, is going to sustain growth is going to sustain challenges and disagreements. And um, if you don't get on with someone and you have a disagreement with them, it's going to go bad. But if you don't, like me and Josh get on and we disagree probably about once a week about something, yeah, that's fine because we get on and we make it work. And I think that that's the, you just want to, you know, I just want to contextualize it. Keep going. What else it gives? No, no, it's great. I, so, I mean, that's stuck with me over, over like just years of thinking like, okay, how, you know, in the future building, like, you know, not just for the sake of building, not, the, not for the sake of building an empire. It's like, I want to build it alongside the people who I actually care about. Like, I don't care about filling a position. I don't, just think, I don't even just care about necessarily, you know, whatever it is. It's like, I want people I enjoy. I want people who I can, you know, do, who, who can sit around a campfire at night and tell yeah. cool stories and like chat and hang out. And it's not awkward. It's not weird. It feels like family. It feels fun. It's like, oh, I, I'd happily have you over and, you know, being in my life with my kids. Yeah. Like, and like, we've got a list of like 10 people that we would love by the end of next year to have on our team. Yeah. And they're all people we've known at least five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least one of us, oh, I, probably at least 10 years. Like they're all people that we've both, one of us has known a really long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that that's why it's because they're the people we trust. And then that just so happens that our friends have to be super, happen to be super gifted. Yeah. So that yeah, really yeah. helps. <laughs> Yeah, no, it does help. We're looking forward, like, actually, we need to fill this area. Oh, they could do that. So, yeah, just one example this week. I need some proofreading done. And so I spoke to somebody who I thought could do the proofreading, and they're like, oh, you should get this person to do it. But the person they got asked me, told me to get done was actually your sister. Um, so it just so happens that other people are even recommended people that we already know. <laughs> yeah, so... No, it's great. And yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's an inspired thought, that one, I think, for, for building teams and getting yeah. the right people on the bus. And again, you know, you can, you can send people on courses, you can pay for training. Like that's, I mean, you can learn that. Yeah, you can learn that. I also, even like, if you're doing leadership development, you can even teach character. Like character development can happen over time. So you might have someone that you really enjoy spending time with, but you don't think their character's there yet. Well, that's fine. You don't have to give them responsibility now, but there are some, that is someone that you can develop. Yeah. And um, I think I think the people that you kind of click with are a great indicator of people that you can build with. Um, yeah. because a lot of other stuff can be developed. A lot of stuff yeah, yeah. can be developed, you know. Come on. So what have you learned? Off the back of that, wrap it up. Oh, what have I learned? So here's my wrap up. I think I've learned you gotta to stick to the course. 
you know, 18 months ago, you and me came up with a basic strategy and a lot, we've done a lot of different stuff in the past 18 months, but we've basically stuck to the plan. And the plan was build an audience, put out some good quality content, and then see how we can basically sell stuff to that audience. When I say sell stuff, I mean, what services could we provide to them to help them for exchange of money? And that's happening and that's working. And um, even on a small scale, it's happening with some of our ads. You know, we, we, there's one client that dropped in hundreds of pounds on ads last month uh, and they've planned to do it for nine months. And so, you know, the first month it went really great, but there was no ticket sales. And we were like, oh, this is a little, you know, but I'm like, no, let's just stick the course. Like we had a plan. Let's stick to the plan. We weren't planning to sell any tickets this month. So it's okay. Whilst this month we were planning to sell tickets and we've sold tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you've got to stick to the course. And I think a lot of people, they make a plan and then when it, when they hit a bit of resistance in that plan, they think they've got to change everything, but in reality, you've got to stick to the course. And so you might be, you know, make a plan and stick to it. And I, you don't know, you know, I think that's applicable in our personal lives. I think that's applicable in business and in church. You know, if you've got a divine and inspired plan, stick to the plan, stick the course, you know, and at some point you are going to have to play a bit of chicken. You know that game? You know, you, you know, I've never played it, but you've got, to, you've got to play a bit of chicken. You've got to look into the headlights and you've got to duck at the right moment. You just got to hold your nerve. And um, I think, um, so I just want to encourage you to hold your nerve. People, hold your nerve, make a plan. If you think you've got the right plan, just stick to it. Hold your nerve because eventually with kindness, with hard work, it will pay off. Yeah. Come on. If you're good. I mean, you know. Amen, Pastor. Amen. Amen, Pastor. Uh, what have you learned, Josh? Um, that I'm definitely not the finished article. That I have blind spots and that community is vital. Again, stuff that it's like, I'm aware of that. Like, I know that, but like, just, you know, knowing that again, you know, I got to share it um, in a young adults meeting of the week and we were talking about like community and, it just got me like thinking again, it's like what it's looked like, you know, every year at Bible college was a new year, a new community of people in my, in my close, you know, group of class that I was in. I moved from America to Spain and then I moved from, then I was in Spain for a year, then moved from Spain to a new part of England. And it's kind of like, so every year for the last five years has been building, you know, I had some, you know, same friends that I would connect with over the, over the phone or in the same location, but in different terms, like different groups doing life with every day it was different for, for the last five years. So it's kind of like, I had to, sh- they want me to share on that with the young adults, people who are moving for university. And I'm just realizing again, like, wow, like having community is so important. And actually, you know, like, you know, what, it, how you bring yourself into that, how you, how you show up and not just like be like, Oh, I'm going to level off and be like, Oh, I don't want to make any friends. It's hard. I've already done it the last two years. And I, then they go away and actually, no, it's still important to keep pushing, keep persevering because like, I need it. It's like, there are parts of my life that like, I'm not seeing, like, you know, I have to ask my wife, like, or like when she says something, I'm like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't actually realize that or how I said that or how this was. And, and, and started to ask people who start to see you within the community. It's like, Oh, how did I, was that okay? Did I overstep a mark there? Was, what do you think about this? Can you give me some feedback? And starting to see like, and you start to build up other oh, blind spots. So it's like, hey, I have got, I've got places to grow. Like this is, I'm not, I'm, which is great. Cause it's like, I don't want to level off. Like I never want to be in a place where it's like I'm leveled off. I'm like, I'm done growing. Cause that's just when you go, you know, you've peaked and you're going downhill. It's like the trajectory is always up. Like we are always growing. I am always growing. I will never not grow. So, uh, 
I think just a reminder of that. I've been learning that, which is awesome. So just take that as encouragement this week. Like, come on, you're, you're not the finished article, but God loves you exactly where you are. He's not wishing you were further along the line. He's not wishing you were suddenly at the end goal because the whole goal is the journey. Digital Church Toolkit podcast, the journey. This is it. This is my God's in the middle of this. Like he's he's walking through with us. Um, even back in the podcast, I remember them saying the week, it's like it's often, we, you know, we say like walking with God, like your, how's your walk with God? No one ever says you're run with God. <laughs> it's like God's not running. Like he's walking, it's a walk with him. And it's kind of like, sometimes we want to be the ones who are running ahead, ahead, ahead. But it's like, you know, he's always side by side, walking us through each each step. So, you know, it's been a, a lesson on like pacing and being like, oh, I think we should be here. But it's just being like, okay, like keep walking it out. So, I mean, good stuff. Good oh, stuff all wow. around. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Okay, listeners, um, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap that up you can we've talked a little bit about the virtual conference so you will put the link in the show notes but you can go to www.digitalchurchtoolkit.com forward slash vc20 you can check out the full list of speakers there you can register for absolutely free right there uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast we would love you to give us a review we'd love you to send it to someone you think it might be helpful to um, we're doing this to help and serve people and so you can help us do that uh have a great weekend josh have you got plans for the weekend what what are you doing i actually know what your plans are well the family's in town come on from mexico um which is great so my wife's aunt is here the the uh, uncle's been on business in europe so he's he's coming back tomorrow night friday night and uh i think we're going uh, to have with my parents all together on in the morning on saturday and then we might go to like either harrogate or york or something kind of beautiful around on saturday and then and then next monday tuesday coming back wednesday afternoon off to edinburgh for the Come first on. time in my edinburgh life. is beautiful i love edinburgh it's a beautiful place yeah yeah cannot wait so that's fantastic. gonna be exciting get the camera charged and ready to go fantastic. what about you fantastic so i think my brother's coming back over the weekend so i think friday night i will may go for a little pint with my brother uh, i've got two brothers but um, one of them is coming home for the weekend. And then um, I'm spending some time with my best mate on Saturday. Um, We don't see each other a huge amount, so we are going to hang out for the day. Sunday, I'll be at church serving. I suspect I'm I'm often the event manager at church, so um, I tend just to turn up and do as I'm told. Uh, So I suspect that's what I'm doing on Sunday, Uh, but I haven't checked the rota yet um, because I just turn up and, you know, do my thing and um back on it monday morning so um you know i might i might take monday off i haven't decided yet uh if you're taking monday off i might take monday off but we'll see what hey, get in there take it off well we'll see it depends so depends what deadlines are on monday with clients doesn't it so we'll see but uh maybe i will so yeah that's my weekend i'm looking forward to it actually i feel like i you know i was away last weekend so it was a great time away but you kind of don't feel totally rested because you've been away you know We will speak to you soon. Have a great weekend, listeners. We love you. Thanks for listening.